The days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will fulfill the good promise I made to the people of Israel and Judah. In those days and at that time, I will make a righteous branch sprout from David's line. He will do what is just and right in the land. In those days, Judah will be saved and Jerusalem will live in safety. This is the name by which it will be called, the Lord, our righteous saviour. Well, hello again, everybody. It's great to be speaking to you today. My name's Sophie, and I'm on the staff team here at St. Saviour's. And this morning, we're exploring the theme, Waiting in Hope, looking at the passage that Gillian just read to us there from the book of Jeremiah. And we're going to be thinking about how we can wait in hope, how we can wait in hope. So let me pray for us as we start. Father, we thank you that you are here by your Spirit. And we pray that you would speak to us now as we explore this question of how we can wait in hope. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So, as Alan has said, and as you can see, today is Advent Sunday, which marks the start of the season of Advent. And Advent is a time of waiting in hope. During Advent, we wait in expectation and preparation to celebrate the birth of Jesus on Christmas Day. We anticipate this moment of great joy and celebration. And I'm sure that each of us have traditions of how we wait in expectation and preparation as we approach Christmas. Maybe you are planning Advent uh, prayers and readings in the coming weeks. Or maybe you're dusting down your boxes of Christmas decorations to make the house look festive. Or maybe you've already done that. Or maybe you're preparing your Christmas playlist or getting the Christmas services in your diary ready to sing some carols or bracing yourself for a day of Christmas shopping, or all of the above. Recently, Alan said that I was a visual illustration for Advent, which is a first. I've never been called that before. But he has a point, because pregnancy is a time of waiting in expectation and preparation for birth, And my growing bump is a visual reminder that I'm approaching our due date. Simon and I are preparing for the arrival of baby by packing the hospital bag and installing the car seat and making changes to the house and attending antenatal classes and the list goes on. We're waiting in hope with growing anticipation for the arrival of baby. We all experience times of waiting. I wonder if there's something that you are waiting for now. Perhaps you're a teacher or a student and you are waiting with growing anticipation for the end of term. Perhaps you've booked some time off work and you are waiting with expectation for your annual 
leave. Sometimes when we're waiting, we know that there is an end point, and it can feel easy and natural to wait in hope with expectation and preparation and anticipation. But I'm sure that many of us here have experienced times when we're in a time of waiting and we have no idea how long we will be waiting for. And it can be painful and challenging when we are longing for change and we have no idea how long we'll find ourselves in a time of waiting. Sometimes it can feel like it will never end. Perhaps some of us here can relate to that now. Well, the people of Israel were no strangers to times of waiting. In the Old Testament, we read about their messy and complex story of waiting to enter the promised land, entering the promised land, division in the land, and exile from the land. And during this time, God sent prophets to speak to the people on his behalf. And these prophets brought warnings to the people, as well as hope for the future. And these prophets are grouped today as either major or minor prophets, not because the minor prophets were any less significant, but just because of the length of the writings. And Jeremiah is one of the major prophets. And the book of Jeremiah is the longest book in the Bible, spanning decades of time. Jeremiah was a prophet during the time when there was division in the land, and Jeremiah was a prophet in the southern kingdom known as Judah. And in the passage that Gillian read to us earlier, in the midst of their messy and complex story, and as they faced difficult days, years, decades ahead, Jeremiah brings a message of hope for the future. He explains that one day, God will send a savior to rescue and to redeem and to restore the people of Israel and Judah. He brings a message of good news, but the people have no idea when this word will be fulfilled. And it was centuries before it was in the person of Jesus. They were no strangers to times of waiting. In Hebrew, which is the language that the Old Testament was originally written in, the word for to wait is kavar. And as well as meaning to wait, this word also means to hope. One description unpacks it as to wait eagerly or to hopefully wait. And what this tells us is that to wait and to hope are somehow interconnected. And we see this in Advent. During Advent, we wait eagerly and we hopefully wait to celebrate the birth of Jesus on Christmas Day. But when we find ourselves in times of waiting with no end point in sight, I wonder if we can find ourselves feeling more hopeless than hopeful. How can we wait in hope? How can we mirror the expectant waiting of Advent. How can we kavar? Well, in the next few minutes, I want to offer just a few thoughts of how we can wait in hope. 
Nikki Gumbel, who is a pastor and evangelist trained as a lawyer and worked as a barrister. And whilst working as a barrister, Nikki felt called to ordination and he felt called to do his training at Durham University starting in September 1982. But there was a waiting list and Nikki was at the top of the waiting list and he was assured that it was virtually guaranteed that a place would become available, that somebody would drop out and he would be offered the place. But just before he was due to start, he received the news that exceptionally, nobody had dropped out and he would have to to wait until the following September to start his training. And he tried to find a place at another theological college, but it quickly became clear that we would have to wait until the following September to start training. And he talks about how difficult that year was before he started training, that year that he felt disappointed and confused during that time. And the following year, Nicky began his training actually at Oxford University rather than Durham. And following his training, he went on to serve his curacy at HTB, where he remained until July this year. And he writes this, with hindsight, had we got the place at Durham, the timing would have meant that a job at HTB would have been out of the question, and I would not be doing what I am doing. And many of us here will know the great impact that Nikki has had over the years, pioneering Alpha and the Bible in one year, as well as his ministry at HTB and within the network. Nikki had an idea of how he expected God to be at work, but God saw the big picture and waiting that extra year changed the course of his future. Over the centuries, the Jewish people were waiting for a savior to rescue and restore and redeem them. And they had an assumption of what that would look like. They imagined that the savior would rescue them from their immediate circumstances, that they would no longer be ruled by other nations. But God had a different plan, a bigger plan. This prophesied saviour would not only rescue the Jewish people, but all people, all humanity. And Jesus did this in his death and in his resurrection. Jesus died on the cross for all humanity, for you and me, so that we could be saved through him. Jesus came to rescue and to restore and to redeem all people. He's not only the savior of a particular people group, but he is the savior of the world. During Advent, we wait in hope to celebrate the birth of Jesus, who came to rescue and redeem and restore you and me. Jesus, who offers us the gift of salvation. The Jewish people had an assumption of how the words of Jeremiah and the other prophets, those messages of hope for the future, would be fulfilled with this saviour. But God had a different plan to what they expected, a bigger rescue plan. 
When we find ourselves in times of waiting, we might have an idea of how we expect God to be at work. But we need to remember that God sees the big picture. Perhaps God has a different plan in mind. I think of it a bit like a jigsaw. We see one piece, but God sees how it all fits together. While he may not work in the way that we expect or to our timeline, we can trust that his plans for us are good. And often it's when we look back that we can see how God has been at work. I know that there have been times in my life where as I look back, I'm so thankful that I had to wait just that bit longer because of the plans that God had for me, but I didn't understand at the time. When I finished university, I was unemployed for a number of months, and it was quite a difficult time and situation because I really needed a salary to pay rent, but I applied to countless jobs and I had lots of interviews, and nothing seemed to change for months. And I felt confused and discouraged, and in all honesty, I wondered what God was doing. And in the end, I was offered a job at St. Melitus College, where I then worked for many years. And it was while I was at St. Melitus that I began to feel called to train to be a vicar. And I don't know that I would be standing here today had I got any of those other jobs. God sees the big picture. God has good plans for us. And when we find ourselves in those times of waiting, remembering that God has good plans for us, we can be assured that it is not wasted time. God is at work while we wait. Christine Kane, who's an author and preacher, talks about how God is at work while we wait. She writes this. God has not forgotten you. He is preparing you for the things that he has prepared for you. Don't try to bypass the process. Who you're becoming is worth it. Over the years, I've often been offered the picture of a diamond as a prophetic word. And it's happened so many times that it's become a little bit difficult to ignore. But I always receive it with a slight note of apprehension because diamonds are formed under pressure. They're formed deep within the earth with high temperatures. And whilst some may take shape and form in a matter of days or months, others take millions of years to form. And while I always receive that picture with a note of caution, I know that it rings true because I know that I've grown in character when I find myself in times of really difficult and challenging waiting. But we can be assured that God is at work forming and shaping us during that time. It is not wasted time. During Advent, we wait in hope to celebrate the birth of Jesus, this prophesied Messiah, the Savior, who offers us rescue and redemption and restoration through his death and resurrection. 
We wait in expectation and preparation to celebrate his birth. We kavar, we wait eagerly, we hopefully wait. It can feel difficult to model this type of waiting when we are longing for change and there seems to be no end point in sight. But I want to encourage you this morning that God sees the big picture. God has good plans for you. And God is at work while you wait. It's not wasted time. Knowing this with a sure certainty is how we can begin to wait in hope. Whatever our circumstances, however much we are longing for change, when we approach times of waiting with this perspective, we're able to better mirror the expectant waiting of Advent, approaching times of waiting with expectation and preparation and anticipation. We're able to shift from a place of hopelessness to hopefulness, that kavar type of waiting, waiting with hope, where they're somehow interconnected, those two things. If you're able, would you like to stand? And I'd love to invite the band back up and I'd love to pray for us before we move into a time of worship. I just want to give a a few moments to wait on the Spirit, to wait in expectation and preparation and anticipation that when we invite the Spirit to meet us, He meets us. God meets us by his spirit. So let's pray that prayer now. That simple ancient prayer, come Holy Spirit. And let's take a moment to just wait in expectation that we will encounter God by his spirit. Come Holy Spirit, we pray. just reminded of words from Psalm 46. Be still and know that I am God. God is here by his spirit. We welcome you. Meet us afresh, we pray. wonder if anyone here finds themselves in a time of waiting where they are longing for change. Perhaps you are longing for change and you just don't know how long that time of waiting is going to be. And you are struggling to feel hopeful in that. As I was praying about this earlier, I was reminded of some words from Jeremiah, a few chapters before the one that we're looking at today, Jeremiah 29. And I think that these are for you this morning. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. 
Father, help us to wait in hope with expectation and preparation for how you are at work. Thank you that when we wait, it is not wasted time. You are at work while we wait. You are forming and shaping us, growing our character and forming us more into your likeness. And I thank you that you do have good plans for us even if they don't look quite the way that we expect, even if they don't happen quite in the timeline that we would like, you have good plans for us and we can trust in you. Pray this morning that you would help us to model the expectant waiting that we have in Advent. As we wait to celebrate the birth of Jesus, in anticipation, preparation. Help us to model that kind of waiting. Maybe you're here today and um, you are waiting in hope for Christmas, but not necessarily to celebrate the birth of Jesus. Maybe that's um, a new, new idea for you. You wait to celebrate with family. You wait for the gifts and the festivities and all that comes with that time. But perhaps you don't know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. If that is you, we would love to pray for you this morning. And if you respond to that word of waiting, and feeling that hopelessness, we would love to pray for you as well. So I'll be just over by the side and myself or others can pray for you. But now let's move into a time of worship.